Job is a here. What's up? It's uh, me, Taz. Hello, Human Suplex Machine reporting for duty. Human Suplex Machine reporting for duty. Yes. Uh, yes. Hello, everyone, and uh, thank you for downloading this episode of the Taz Show. I appreciate that you're doing that on Radio.com, on the website, or the app, or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Jones, Stitcher Radio, as they call it, the Spotify, a plethora of spots to pull the Taz Show into your existence, and I appreciate you doing that, as you know. Taz Hall Jones, we have a little Taz Hall here. I haven't done a Taz Hall in a while, so uh, chock full of a lot of great questions by you people, okay? You people, for sure, chock full. Uh, We're going to grab some from uh instagram uh which is my personal or i should say official instagram taz talk t-a-z-t-l-k and then we'll grab some from the uh the gimmick facebook okay so uh facebook.com slash the taz show so we'll do all that um yeah you know frankly i'm gonna jump into it real quick here in a second um what I want to say, oh yeah, I think I mentioned a little little, little uh, gimmick, I got to promote some stuff real quick, T- uh, T-shirt Jones, um, the Survive If I Let You shirt is selling like crazy on Pro Wrestling Tees, so thank you for that, ProWrestlingTees.com slash T-A-Z, just go in there and put T-A-Z in the search bar on Pro Wrestling Tees, you'll find it, and as you guys know, there's also a new shirt on there, well, about a week old, a week and a half old, whatever it is, Path of Rage shirt, similar look gimmick as the survivor if i let you different color so uh you know what the hell there's going to be a series of these shirts a series i say yes a series series i say wow okay so uh uh anyways um uh so okay so that i want to thank you for the survivor i let you the path of rage uh is starting to pick up sales on that we need more Okay, we need more. Okay, we need more. We need more. Okay, Path of Rage is doing great. We need more. I need more. I need more sales on the Path of Rage. Okay, I'm not going to grovel, but that kind of slightly was a grovel. So, uh, no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm obviously teasing you. Um, only because the Path of Rage is newer on there. So, it's starting to sell better now. A lot of you people, you people definitely buying the Survivor I Let You. So, that's cool. Um, and these are going to come out with different, like I told you, old school ECW Taz monikers, catchphrases, or what have you. And in there'll be different colors, so there'll be a new one coming out probably in a couple of weeks, uh, two to three weeks. So uh, I don't want to spoil the fun, but you guys get the idea what we're doing here. So that should be good. I know there's a lot of uh, people want me to give thoughts, opinions, and views. What's going on in WWE with uh, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey uh, and, and and Charlotte Flair? The whole you know going into as they, I know they got Fastlane coming up here, but then you got to go into uh, into WrestleMania and stuff and stuff like that with the Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship. I'm pretty pretty sure from my people here tell me there's a lot of questions that'll cover that in the Taz Hall. Okay, in the tassel. So there's no reason for me to jump into that right now. Yes. So that's basically the simple gimmick on that. So I will handle that in the Taz Hall. And um and that's how we're gonna do it. Um, you know, 
And the other thing too, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to, I got to ponder something here because uh, I was talking to some of the producers here on the Taz show and we have like close to now 65 of them with uh, Crying Brian's the lead one. So we're at 65 producers and board operators and sound effects people. So um, I, I'm, we're, we're contemplating with doing a little, when we do Taz Hall, do a little different production. That's something that's been contemplated and discussed uh, here uh, on the Taz show. So I just want to let you guys know that. So it might be something different. I don't know if it's going to be in this episode or in a upcoming Taz Hall, but that's something that is definitely being worked on. I'm just letting you know that right now. I'm not playing games. I don't fuck around. You people know that. All business Jones, that's my gimmick. Okay. So I guess without any further ado, it's probably a good time to get into uh to get into the tassel so uh let's have at it okay so we'll give you a little uh fancy open for it that's not really an open it's just more of a we'll have the guys uh, do a little uh a little gimmick for us here to get us started perfect okay so here we go uh this is from um, <laughs> that's gonna stick <laughs> no pun intended um <laughs> that'd be gross <laughs> yucky all right anyways uh this is on the, i'm gonna grab them here from the uh what I, they pulled from taz talk from the instagram first and later on we'll do the uh fucking facebook all right this is by underscore jordan underscore anders that's a lot of underscores there's an old school thing on the old old school taz show first episode jones it might have been way back four years ago where i would be violently fucking pissed at people with underscores uh jordan anders it's okay i've gotten over that i've gotten help with that all right so here we go it says uh do you have any opinion on Women of Wrestling show on Axis TV. I thought the ring work was great, but I can't get past the campy characters and overall cheesiness. Great question. Great catch question, Jordan. Okay, definitely a great question. I have watched it. I don't watch it regularly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's kind of the revamp of the old school, wow, you know, uh, Women of Wrestling. Um, Dave, what's the guy's name? The guy who owns it and he does all the commentary. I'm drawing a blank on his name. It'll hit me in a second. McLean, David McLean. That's it. He's the CEO. David McLean. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, you are correct, sir. The in-ring work is excellent uh, for the most part. Not everybody, but most of the ladies on there are really good talents. They really are. And and this is based out of California. They do a great job. Um, you know, some t- excellent talent in there from, from Cobra Moon to, uh, uh, Tessa Blanchard, there's, there's a lot of really good uh, uh, Santana Garrett There's a lot of really, really, really excellent talent there for sure The production's also, in my opinion, really good The production value is really good You are correct about the campiness and stuff like that And the commentary and the production uh, Not the production, the backstage bits, the way it's written the, To your point, the campiness, and that's the best word um, I think that's by design, bro Okay, I think that's that's kind of their niche, you know, and, and you know what? I, I think it's good. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, you and I probably have similar tastes in what we want in wrestling just by reading your, your question. But I respect something different. And that's how WOW was years ago. Years and years ago, that's how it was. So when they first, it was always campy because it was different. It was the, shit, I don't know, 80s, mid 80s, late 80s, whatever it was, you know, early 90s. I can't recall, but I remember watching it. Um, and by the way, anybody who wants to watch WoW on Axis TV, I, just to give them a plug, because I'm a pro, I'm a fucking gentleman, as you know. Okay. Um, la, 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 March 8th, Friday, 9, uh, 9 p.m., 8 central. So 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 central on Axis TV, if you have it. Um, no, they have, they have really good talent there. 
I mean, the writing's okay. The booking of the finishes are okay, uh, but the talent's excellent. The ta- Jessica Havoc, really good worker that they have there. I can tell you that. I mentioned the other ladies like Tessa. I mentioned her. Uh, very good. Um, Samantha Smart looks awesome. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty worker. A lot of good. A lot of you know. A lot of good talent. A lot of good. Um, uh, the the ladies bring a lot of uh, fire. They have this girl, this lady, they had a beast. So like a bigger bodybuilding athletic girl. Uh, great look. Uh, it's a little green, but but she's she's got a, an amazing look for sure. But um, fire. I saw her work. Uh, girl of flame. Yeah, she's excellent. Yeah, so a lot of good talent, and it's all good. Uh, Jungle girl. Uh, she's been there for for several years and working out there in the West Coast. Definitely a credible worker for sure. No, dude, you're right, Jordan. I mean, no, it's all good stuff. I mean, it's just, but but if you can't get past that campiness, then you might not want to watch it because that I don't think they're changing that. That that cheesy feel is kind of what they want, uh, and I think it's good because it it makes you know it makes them different. It really does. So I got no problem with it. Great question, dude. You know, I I don't remember if I've ever handled a uh, woman of wrestling a wow question. I don't think so, but of course I nailed it, and that's what I do. Okay, so that's how I do this. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, redesign self. Okay, redesign self. Uh, has NXT backed themselves into a corner by keeping Pete Dunne uh, the champ over 600 days? Thanks for all your free lunches, We Over Nation. Well, I appreciate it, dude. No, I don't think they backed themselves in a corner in any way, shape, or form with anything because they got – I look, I've talked a lot in the past about how um, – how, I got to say, Triple H and his team, they do a tremendous job of, you know, getting talent that's not over right away and getting them over quick and bringing talent into the NXT, maybe doing a job right away. And next thing you know, a few months down the road, that guy or girl is pushed and over. And I've I've, I've talked about that in the past. Like, wow. Uh, I remember maybe two years ago, a year ago, I, I was kind of knocking them because I'm like, Ah, no, this guy is real good, or this girl's real good. What are you doing? I'm just debuting, doing a job, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I'm starting to realize, well, I was thinking a little old school, and Hunter's kind of figured this thing out and done a, done a good job of getting these people over, even though he's debuting them underneath, as we call it. So, um, no, I I don't I don't think so. I don't I definitely don't think so. Uh, thank you for the question. Okay, Paolo Fox thirty five. What was your reaction when you found out Terry Funk and Sabu, two of the toughest? MFers to ever get in the ring had uh, had their barbed wire match at Born to Be Wired. Uh, hashtag We Over. Yes, We Over. Nothing wrong with We Over. It's always good. Um, so, my reaction whenever that shit would happen in ECW with barbed wire was okay, is my match like right after it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not for the reasons you think It's not because I was in fear of following it I was in fear of getting myself split open Or taking a bump in someone's blood Okay, so not fear But, you know, it's not really like the You don't want to do that if you don't have to So that was my, to be frank, my first reaction um, And then when I started thinking quickly About the creative and the physicality Of both Funk and Sabu How those men were I'm like, well, this is going to be fucking literally a bloodbath and these guys just beating the fuck out of each other. And sure enough, that's what you got. Um, So, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff is I don't think you're ever going to see that in the States, at least on TV ever again, maybe streaming somewhere. And I'm sure there's some, you know, blood and guts type of independent companies that do that stuff. I've never was into that. But the thing to me with Funk and Sabu, they never needed to do that stuff. 
They never needed to be involved with barbed wire or weapons or blood and blades. They didn't need to do any of that. And they've both got huge success in different generations without doing that. That's the key, right? These two men, you're talking about two legends in Funk and Sabu. Okay, obviously Funk's older than Sabu, but I'm still saying two fucking legends right there. Two men that I respect uh, in the industry uh, immensely, fucking to the highest, highest level. Uh, you know what I mean? But the key is they got over before that shit. They didn't need the barbed wire and the gore to get over. That. That's, see, that's the key right there. You got to remember that. Now, any younger kids out there that are working and they're, you know, trying to do shit like that and they just want to, you know, and get color and bleed and do weapons, you know, if you, if you're not over and you don't have skin in the game, like years in the game to get yourself over, it's tough because then you just get typecast, typecast. As a gore guy, a blood and guts guy And that's not always what you want uh, Terry Funk and Sabu, yeah, they had that rep Sabu had that rep, but it didn't matter Everybody and their mother knew Back then and now and whatever Those two motherfuckers could work with anybody In a regular match without even hitting the ropes Because they're that good of pure wrestlers uh, In regards to catch as catch can And chain wrestling, just movement in the ring Bumping, takedowns They're true fucking legendary pros So I'm not fucking You know, preaching at you, I'm just saying That's not what defined those guys I know you're not saying that, and I agree They're two of the toughest motherfuckers ever to be in the business Ain't no, you ain't no getting an argument for me on that, I agree with you uh, Great question, Paula Fox 35 Appreciate it um, Hope everything's well, okay So who we got here, we got uh, Isaac Isaac O'Brien, 98 Okay, Isaac Here we go How do you feel about some of TNA's talent Not making WWE like Abyss or Eric Young P.S. Love the show, Taz Especially the water breaks L-M-A-O That means last left my ass off Keep it up, brother Okay, brother Um Okay, first off, Abyss is in WWE, brother. He is a, he is a, an agent, so he. I understand maybe you mean like as a wrestler uh, when you said TNA's talent. Eric Young has been working for WWE for a couple of years as a wrestler, so what, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little confused in your question. You say make it. I guess you mean why is like I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm trying to figure out what you mean. Why is Eric Young not getting a big push? You know, in the ring, you know, give it time. I mean, you know, hopefully that time will come for him. You know, Eric's a tremendous, tremendous talent uh, Tremendous, I mean Underratedly tremendous worker With a great look uh, and a funny fucking dude But, uh, and a great guy So uh, anything he I've spoke to Eric, man, when he probably Was in WWE Oh, shit, I don't know He was probably there two weeks, three weeks And and we had a little dialogue back and forth On our cell phones, and I was so I congratulated him, and, and privately and, and I got the sense Without Telling you what he said like he was very very happy He was very very happy uh, Extremely happy so I'm just letting you know uh, Even though some guys might not be Getting the pushes you want to see them get Doesn't mean they're not happy I'm just letting you know That okay so uh, And it's funny uh, because uh, You uh, Isaac O'Brien 98 if that is your real Name you said something in this Thing about a Mizu break H2O city Or some call it H2O Jones Time has come. Give me a second here. Wow. Oh, man. 
parched. Had someone had the audacity, the balls, and the gumption to say to me recently on one of the social media platforms, you're not really taking a water break, motherfucker, when you're drinking. That's the sound effect. Well, I'm taking a water break right now. I'm not saying there's not sound effects involved. You guys know the show is done. Many floors above a sound effects store. That's how it used to be. Well, the new location, there's still a sound effects store. A new one beneath us. So the stuff bleeds up through the air conditioning vents. We've been over this, please. This is uh, an old story. New place. All right. Hey, have it. All right. So you got to do a water break because otherwise there's an outrage. Many of you people get angry if there's no water break. Uh, one of the recent podcasts uh, said, uh, remember, there was no, there was no uh, water break. And uh, the next thing I know, uh, a lot of people were pissed off, uh, angry, and tightened up. So, uh, you know, sorry. Uh, that that happened. Now we just did one. So I hope you're fucking happy. All right, here we go. Uh, back at it. Back grinding, working my ass off. All right, that streetwear plug. Mm-mm-mm. I guess this person's into streetwear. Okay, I'm familiar with streetwear. What's your opinion about people thinking the situation with Roman is a work? <clears throat> I think that's disgusting. Um, that's what I think. Um, I, I to I, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that. I mean. Um, and I, you know, I, 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 to me, first off, don't, WWE I, and my super strong opinion would never ever do that. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, just working there is just about a decade. I could. I. They're not like that. That's not. That's not what they're going to do. Is have any talent, no matter if it's a top person or a lower tier wrestler, uh, get into leukemia as an angle or a gimmick. Uh, that's. They wouldn't do that. They're, that's not how Vince McMahon or Stephanie or Shane or Linda McMahon or or Triple H or Kevin Dunn or I, I don't I, I I know Dave Kapoor, one of the main writers. I know Ed Kosky, another main writer. I know Michael Hayes. I I, I can't name some of the other writers that I, I don't personally know. Some of the newer people, uh, 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 Road Dog. I mean these these people. That's not how they are. <laughs> so uh, it's not a laughing matter. But I laugh at anyone thinking that now. The streetwear uh, plug, I know you're not saying that it was a work, but no, I, I think it's bullshit that someone would even say that. Um, I, don't, I don't think that they would ever do something like that, ever. I don't. Um, I don't know Roman Reigns. I know many of his family members, and they've always been great people, so I'm assuming Roman's a great guy. Um, I don't uh, I I think that's disgusting for someone to think that's a work. So, but thank you for the question. I appreciate it. All right. So, what do we got here? Uh Pete Trimble 66. Remember this guy, Pat Trimble Jones. I remember your name. All right. What do we got here? We got uh, our wrestlers told not to be into selling as much anymore. Are they not because they don't want to look weak? It's puzzling. Hashtag the Tash Show. Uh interesting. Uh well, I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think anyone's telling them, uh, Mr. Trimble. I don't think anyone's telling them not to sell as much. Um, I just think that the talent is a little bit different. Now, that's taken the fact here. I don't want to be a hypocrite because, and you guys know I'm very open about that. I was a really bad seller. I tried my best to sell. I just sucked at it. You know, bumping was no problem, but selling I really wasn't great at. And I always tried, and I, I was cognizant of it, but I just wasn't good at it. So, um uh, you know, uh, no one ever yelled at me. You need to sell more. I'd never heard that. Like, uh, uh, so 
I don't think today that I don't pitch at any <laughs> excuse me agent uh, you know producer or owner of a wrestling company no matter what if it's whatever impact or WWE or uh, in any of the brands or Ring of Honor um telling people not to sell as much now maybe in a certain situation if there's an angle involved they might that's a different story but the way you put it you're asking it's more or less like as an overview or they tell them not to sell i think the thing is that today what happens is the talent is just ultra athletic like just about all of them are very very athletic so there's a lot of movement and that's what the company wants they want fast movement they want athleticism they they want you know, ebbs and flows during a match, storytelling, but physicality, and, and a lot of times, most of the times, that's fast movement. So I do think that some of the talent gets hung up in that. Let's go to the next spot. What's the next spot? Let's get moving. Time, time, time. The time's ticking. We got We only got a minute left. We got two minutes to go. We got to hurry up. We got to fucking hustle. Guys, listen, I've talked about that a lot here over the years. I'm telling you from experience of my years wrestling, not as a commentator, wrestling in WWE, on SmackDown, and on Raw, how much time and the pressure of hitting your time is on those TV matches. How shows different story. So, you know, now a three-hour Raw, which is chock full of stuff, or, or two-hour live, you know, SmackDown, chock full of stuff. You know, it's there's a lot. There's a there's a there's a lot. So you gotta you gotta really hustle. So my point in saying that is. You don't really have time to sell. I, that sounds horrible, but that's kind of what happens. So that's a key right there, Pat Trimble 66. That's a key is the fact that you it's the time of the matches. Because I would bet if you went to house shows, and I'm assuming you mean TV matches, if you went to house shows, live events, where the talent has 10, 15, 12, 13 minutes, there's no pressure, you would see more selling. I really believe that. So it's the athleticism combined, you know, because they want to bring the speed. Combined with the, the gun to the head mentality of let's get this match You got to get your match in you got because this segment's fixing the end So you're gonna get heat backstage if you don't fucking end this match That's how that goes because you got to get it done um, So there you have it. All right. So mr. Freeney 78 and thank you for the question Timble Trimble Take two Trimble. I almost got it Trimble, okay uh, Okay, where were we let me back hold on a second Backing up. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Mr. Freeney lost that. Mr. Freeney 78, that is. Uh, how mad do you think Mr. McMahon got when Rhonda said belt in, uh, air, in quotes on Raw? Hashtag we over. Um, hmm. I don't think he got mad. I, I think that's a little bit of, um, you know, listen, people have been saying that. That Vince McMahon doesn't want to hear the word belt on his TV programming for a lot of years Like a lot of years So if somebody says it once in a while It's not like he starts throwing headsets in the grill position and he's going crazy <laughs> He's not doing that uh, You know, he just lets it roll off And if she kept doing it on a regular basis Then I think he would shut it down and tell her Listen, that or the agent would say that you can't do that You know, and for those that don't know, Vince you know, which I agree with, wants to hear a championship called a championship or a title, not a belt. Um, so when I was in ECW, it was belt. Belt, championship, title, didn't matter. I learned rapidly in WWE, and I agreed with it, that it, sh- it should be revered. It should be called a championship. And 
And so you learn that quick But no, I don't think so I, I think there's other other stuff that's going on with Rhonda When she's talking, you know, her promo work You know, as we've talked about Definitely needs some work And um, and I, I'm sure she's having at that and, and now with the new twist What they're doing her creatively I think that'll help her So, um, but yeah, I, I don't Just to answer your question, uh, you know, bluntly No, I don't think I don't think it got Mr. McMahon mad But like I said, if he if she or another talent kept doing it Then I think it would get him not mad he would just have someone say listen You can't do that you know what I mean And and a, a lot of it like now If one of the commentators said it Like he would get ticked that would tick him off You know because you're a broadcaster and he Wants you to come off a certain way which is the Right way you know I mean it's it should be a, It's a championship it should be revered So I have always always Agreed with that with, with Vince's stance on that Deal where are we here All right We got it all right so uh, Sean underscore Wolf underscore Securia. What what did you think of Rhonda's beatdown on Becky this week? Okay, so my thing on that. Okay, first off, I think it was needed. It had to be done. Okay, for a couple of reasons to keep the the real credibility that Rhonda has, and it had to be done because of what's been going on on social media. Uh, which I feel it got heavy And like I told you guys last podcast I believe a lot of that was a shoot And WWE wasn't behind it So I do think the two ladies got went too far with it And 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 they obviously dialed back a little And I do think that either Rhonda Or others around Rhonda Or somebody office You know, might have felt like She's got to beat the shit out of, you know, Becky she's, At some point, she's got to look like a shoot Because she promised to do that So that's the key, folks that's the key when you have especially a baby face you know or an over talent that has legitimate especially with the legitimate credibility that Rhonda has when she makes a promise either on a microphone or on social media unless she's a full blown heel which she wasn't at that time you you can't break that promise because that's how you lose credibility she said next time i see you becky i'm going to beat the shit out of you and she basically did so that's the key you got to you got to let the talent keep their credibility and keep their word, especially somewhat the credibility level of Ronda Rousey. Now, as far as the beatdown, there's a lot I want to say about that, okay? Okay, the stuff that I was watching, you know, in the corner, and then I think they had it on there, I'm trying to remember now, on their social media too, like after Raw went off the air, Ronda was still like beating her up, beating Becky up in the corner. And it was just a, a plethora, heavy-duty body shots. Just they looked pretty much like a shoot, like nonstop, rapid fire, badass shit. I mean, and Becky talked about selling. She had no choice but to sell. But I, I want you to understand if you notice, none of the shots, none of the punches. I mean, there might have been one or two. If it was, I missed it. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am wrong. I only watched it once. None of them were to the face or head. Uh, at all It was all body shots Because you know you could lay that shit in And bring the wood as I used to call it To the body You know and, and they Becky Someone probably told Becky or Becky probably told Rhonda fucking bring it You gotta you know I've been saying this shit about you And you, you gotta bring it and, and the office might have Said to Rhonda bring it Just don't you know hit her in the, <laughs> in the Face and break her jaw break her nose Because she's giving you her body and you know You're you're a killer you know what you're doing So you know um, 
and she did. She looked great. What, what Ronda did was great. I, I thought what she did was great, and what they had her do was great. I really did. Now, the other thing on this, Sean underscore Wolf underscore Secura, okay, um, I, the other thing I think was great is what they're doing with Becky as far as the physicality from the knee deal to the beatdowns. To the, it should be, like, I'm just going to tell you, like, right now, like, next time we see Becky – Right, um, it she should have she should be, have her ribs taped up, like she should really be completely taped up, because you know and half her selling walking out selling and limping and she and you know she is it, it, that's gonna get her over that she I would build her that she's held together with with spit and glue. You know, held together with spit and glue, seriously, and have her still have that badass attitude. You know, so when she's working at Fastlane, okay, you know, with Charlotte, she should have those ribs taped up. They'll they'll roll B roll to show you what happened in their pre show, and then during Fastlane, and Charlotte should gun right after that. I'd work a simple bear hug, bear hug. I'd work a reverse gut wrench or a bear hug if I was Charlotte uh, to, for my, for my heat during the match. And and have Becky sell like the Dickens, have her sell like crazy, and work those ribs. But my point is bigger than the match. Um, and hopefully we don't smell a hack alert here. I think I feel one coming. Uh, I think I just laid it out for you. But anyway, um, the thing is this: the the thing about her Becky being held together with spit and glue is the key, because when she walks out limping, wrapped up. Her leg, her ribs, her head, her arm, her shoulder, whatever. But yet she's still, it's the Rocky Balboa. It's, it's you know, it's the fucking come on. Nothing's going to keep me down. I'm the fucking man. Bring it. I don't give a fuck what you do to me. That's the key, man, with this girl. And hopefully WWE sinks their teeth into that with her. Because she could pull that off, Becky, with no problem. Have her be that beaten down, bop, 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 but somehow, some way. She captures these huge wins and, ca- and as she f- barrels into WrestleMania, which we kind of f- know what's going to happen when that happens, when she gets there, right? But I'm just saying, have it be, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, back, um, geez, years ago, you've seen this with a lot of different talent. This is not what I'm telling you is not like a new thing. WWE knows how to do this. If Vince, Triple H, Steph, they know, like, Trust me, this is something you could do with her, and I got a feeling they're going to do that. That's just my opinion. No one told me that. I'm just telling you how I feel, like my opinion on it, what I think they're going to do. I hope they do that with her because it'll work, and I'm definitely telling you that Charlotte in that match, she's got to, on Sun, uh, Fastlane, she's got to work the uh, work like either a bear hug throughout the match and have Becky fight out of the bear hug or fight out of the reverse, reverse gut wrench and work the rib cage. Throughout the match See just to pull the curtain back a little bit You you could yeah okay you could throw in whatever I don't know an abdominal stretch And that would work her midsection Becky's midsection Charlotte can do that yeah you can do that But the problem with an abdom- abdominal stretch Is tough to fight out of that Work out of that for what we call hope spots You know for Becky to stay alive during the match A reverse gut wrench or a bear hug With the announcers telling the story Would work perfectly So uh, but anyway so I'm over here booking stuff for you again, but uh, let me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, thank you for the question, uh, Shane, uh, Sean underscore Wolf underscore Sakura. I might have called you Shane before. It's okay. It's okay. You're fine with that. All right. So, uh, <laughs> what do we got here? Bad monster story. Bad mon stories. Wow. 
Thoughts on Double J on the creative team? Hey, I got no problem with it. Uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett is uh, one of the smarter minds you're going to come across in the wrestling business. Homeboy grew up in the business in a uh, hotbed, okay, uh, in that Tennessee and in, in Memphis area there, and and with, with his dad, you know, Jerry Jarrett and all the shit they've done, that, that family, and I just I'm just saying, like, my man knows. I know Jeff for a long time, and I love him. I, I've never had a problem with Jeff. You know, guys don't always praise Jeff. Uh, and I talked about that uh, when we were live every day at the Taz show. He called in. I mean, he, he was making breakfast in his kitchen. He was listening to the show, streaming live, and he called in. He's just that type of guy. Jeff's a good guy, man. Um, and he knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows the fucking business. Trust me. My man is creative. I've I've sat in meetings with him, my time with him in TNA when he came back. When I first came in, you know, stuff was happening. He was out and then uh and then he had came back into the fold jeff knows what he's doing um i got zero problem with jeff jarrett creative team i frankly think it's a really good move um totally think it's a good move so um but good question appreciate that all right here we go uh the underscore rarest underscore alex okay uh is it disrespectful to call wrestlers by their real name let me think about that yes Okay, so uh, yeah, don't do that. Um, it's not. It's not good to do. Now, these newer cats and cadets, if that is a real word, they might think it's okay. Okay, I'm telling you because you asked me on my Instagram, the underscore rarest underscore Alex. Um, I'm telling you, it's not good to do. It's it is disrespectful, because and I know it's it, and now me you asking that question and me years later, uh, being a lot older, I'm like. Saying to myself, as I'm answering you in my arrogant, sarcastic, shithead way that I do, unfortunately, the underscore rarest underscore Alex, um, I, I'm thinking, is it too old school? Is it bad to still call wrestlers by the real name? Aren't we past that? Is that so old school, like so played out? Um, and I think about it. And I say, uh, yeah, don't call them by the real name. Uh, so, yeah, don't. It, it is disrespectful to call them by the real name. Call them by the gimmick name, okay? You see them in a the hotel, call them by the gimmick name. Some guys that don't bother. And, you know, I wouldn't, I've had a lot of people come up to me at signings or where, you know, my real name is Mike Daruki, as everybody knows, right? So I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, oh, Mr. Daruki, uh, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, wow, you just call me by my real name? You don't call me by, you know, hello, human suplex machine Taz? You don't do that? You know, so it, because I'm old school, it used to bother me. That's the only reason, so, you know. All right, so thanks for the question. Uh, Jimmy AIB, uh, if there's no water break, I'm fucking shit up. Well, brother, you got your water break. No reason to get hot. Okay, we took care of that, but I appreciate that. What else we got here? Obsession. Uh, la 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 la. Where else we? Oh, we got uh, Felice two one two one two one. Think I got that right. Hi Taz. Why don't we see more wrestlers come up in a tag team unit, then break off in singles competition like they used in the NWA and WWF? Uh, glad to hear the sound effects store is open again. Thanks, Taz. Phil. Uh, as far as the sound effects store, like I told you, bro. It's not done here by me or any producers. It's done 
you know, underneath us is, a, we coincidentally moved into a new studio, and there's another sound effects store underneath us. It's it's amazing. I have not broken that news yet on the show too early. I mean, in the past, I've never said it, but the news is broken right now. So, like I said earlier, I'll say it again. There's a sound effects store that is underneath this new studio, and that's why this stuff has been happening. So, it's it's. It's quite frustrating at times While I'm trying to do a podcast um, The fuck was your question? Oh, here it is Tag Team Jones Yeah, you're right You don't see that as much I mean, it does happen once in a while With the tag team's gimmicks You know, we saw it uh, I, Where I think we're going to see it Is with, with uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode I, I, You know, I mean, if it started to happen uh, Pardon my ignorance on that I didn't watch all of SmackDown But, um, uh, so I might have missed something But, you know I I think that Bobby Roode You could see something like that Where Bobby breaks away I hope he does I think he needs to uh, Bobby just in my opinion Offers way too much um, in, in You know I, And I Way too much as a singles wrestler um, You know With Bia Money back in TNA He was doing You know He was doing um, Obviously big time tag team stuff With James Storm And they were ultra successful They were a great great team And you know what I mean I, I, And I know I know the push he's been getting with Chad Gable as excuse me as a team I do know that but I just I, I I'd like to see that happen what you're saying uh, you know like you saw back in the NWA or back in WWF it happened in ECW too a lot of times too so um and I'm sure there's other times recently I can't think of the top of my head where it's happened um you know I don't think you're going to see some of the current push teams that happen like I don't think you're going to see that with the Usos you know they're twin brothers and it works it's great uh Revival still hanging on to those championships and 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 you know they're they're together as a team uh War Raiders NXT tag team champs who I love uh you know leave that alone Heavy Machinery I think it could happen when I've talked about that recently where I think you could see Otis going off on his own I do think that eventually could happen so I do think you could see it happen soon And you know what guys it, You know, you, you guys might know more than me That this might have happened more recent And it probably did I just And it pro- might be something that's Obvious that's sticking out there A team that recently broke up And guys are getting pushed as signal, singles I, It could have And I might just be missing it I mean to be honest I don't You know I get these questions I don't look at them I you know Spitball The guys go through the Instagram And then they shoot them at me And print them out So here we go uh, Where are we here La la ladies Okay so we got um, We got this one Johnny underscore Metalocato Metalocato Taz How is your old team Do you keep in touch with them The cap Handsome Johnny Ant uh, like Anthony, he's put a little ant emoji. That's pretty funny. Uh, Jasmine, uh, love the pod. Taz, uh, you're the man. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, the old team. Yeah, I haven't really talked to any of them, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> no, once in a while during the holidays, Captain and I will send each other texts, you know, happy holidays type thing, Merry Christmas and stuff. Um, Handsome Johnny, a little bit rarely on social on Twitter. We all follow each other, you know, on social media. There's no heat, uh, you know. I, I Ant, Anthony, actually, what am I saying? Ant, I spoke to Ant um, probably two weeks ago. He's um, he's doing some running the video gimmick for Mike Francesa, um, you know, here in uh, New York. On he's got like some kind of an app, uh, you know, covering sports. And um, so he's, but he's so he's still quasi in the radio business. Ant, he's doing more video stuff. So. And it's doing real good um, Handsome Johnny, you know him, he's just slick Jasmine I haven't spoke to But you know, 
she was going to Cal. She was an intern and very intelligent girl. And I'm sure she's still out in the West Coast. Quite frankly, I don't know what she's doing. Um, so I don't know. But what what a really good girl. Seth, I have not spoken to in a long time. Um, and um, not a long time. Yeah, probably, again, holidays, I guess, if memory serves me. Uh, Crying Brian, I talk to all the time, unfortunately. Well, for him, he's got to deal with me. So it's not more or less, you know, he's he's a good dude. So Crying Brian's still hanging. Kells, uh, I don't know where he's at. He, he's working for CBS TV. Um, I don't know what I'm missing here. There's several others, I'm sure. La, 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 la. I don't know. All right. So the underscore C word. What's with the fucking underscores today? All right. Hey, Taz, how is your hand going? Still getting acupuncture? Hope it's getting better. Wow, look at that. Look at that shit. Is it that nice? You got someone finally giving a shit about my health. The underscore C word. That is really grand. I mean, thank you. I appreciate you asking. That's so nice. My hand is the best it's going to be. It's, it's, I do not have 100% strength in it. For those that don't know what he's talking about, I had surgery um, probably last, not this past fall, so over a year ago, around September, October. Um, I had a bad case of carpal tunnel syndrome in my right hand, and I'm right-handed. And not from, like, typing or writing, it's just it stemmed from my neck injury. So I had a lot of nerve damage in my hand, and I had a lot of numbness in my arm and my hand all the time. And it was carpal tunnel, and stemming from the neck. Um, so, okay, so my hand is... As strong as it's going to be It's probably I think last time I had it Went and got checked From the hand surgeon I had like 83% Whatever the fuck it was Strength And that's the most I'm going to have So it, I don't have the numbness I used to have I, I I don't have any of that It's much better than it was So I would definitely Like I'm a success From the surgery Let's say I, It was a successful surgery Meaning that I have A lot of um, relief I'm feeling much better from it I wish I had full strength In the hand I don't it's not a dead hand like it used to be. It was fucking dead hand Jones. It was so numb, I could basically take a fucking shopping cart full with like cases of iced tea and roll it over my hand. I wouldn't have felt it. That's how dead my hand was. I could have taken my hand and slapped it against a fucking mailbox 50 times. I would have been smiling like I was, you know, running through a park, drinking chocolate milk, smelling dandelions. I mean, so... Uh, that's how dead the fucking hand was Okay, now I got feeling in this motherfucker Okay, so it's doing a lot better But I appreciate you asking, homie Thank you It's very nice if you finally Someone gives a fuck about me Okay, alright, here we go uh, Who else we got here? Uh, ling- li- 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 this is going to be the last one on the IG Then we're going to take a little break And then uh, go into the fucking gimmick The uh, the schnabitz, the Facebook stuff Let's see what's going on over there You know what I mean? Uh, Black X Zeus Okay why does Raw and SmackDown always start with cold opens and never use the actual show intros? Wow, inside terms, Jones, cold opens. Look at this guy, fancy. Um, yeah, good question. It's called setting the table, bro. That's why there's, and you're you're gonna you're getting this more and more over the past couple of years because Vince and company know that people are much more consumed today with other things in their life. You know, besides wrestling, even if they were just hardcore wrestling fans like a lot of you people, they need to be reminded. It's the company's job to remind people of, you know, what's happening in the storyline of in this time. So they got to do a cold open. So for those that don't know what a cold open is, that those aren't as uh, inside the game as Black X Jesus is. Zeus is. I mean, Black X Zeus. Um, a cold open is 
basically like a video montage, a video package that they run before the Raw Open or the SmackDown Open or before they go live into the into the arena of whatever uh, Raw, wherever you know, Raw is or SmackDown. So that's what a cold open is. It's cold out of the commercial break as the show starts. Boom, right up. We don't hear the announces. We don't hear nothing. So that's what a basic cold open is. Video recapping us of what's going on. So it's a table setter, and it's got to be done. Uh, I'm not saying every show Like, you know, when I was on SmackDown All the years I called as a commentator We didn't always have cold opens We'd start, you know, hot as we called it Either, with, you know, uh, a guy in a ring Or a girl in a ring cutting a promo or a match But now I do think the company understands That people are just so much consumed With other things in their life Than even years ago Because of social media Because of streaming networks And Netflix And all the shit you get You can watch on your phone And this and that People are just busy So they might not be dialed into Only Raw and Smackdown storylines So And the other thing too You know I learned this from Vince right away You, you always have to assume I learned this from First time doing commentary you always have to assume that there's brand new viewers, always. So you might have a brand new viewer or a casual, very casual viewer. So you got to do a cold open. You got to set the table. You can't black X Zeus. You can't assume that everyone's dialed in and locked into the fucking show and storylines as much as you are. That's the key, my friend. All right. So I hope you got it on that. Right, so, you know, so that's the deal with that. All right. So, you know what time? It's time to go a little break. And uh, we're going to get into uh, some of more Taz Hall. This is a fucking loaded show. Okay, loaded. We're going to a little more Taz Hall on the other side. We're going to go to the Facebook. Yeah, we're going to go to the Facebook and we're going to get some of those fucking jobless questions. All right. So we'll do that. Taz Show. Sit tight. Right back. All right, Haas, we're back. So we're doing a little Taz Hall. We got the, uh, we're going to jump into the Facebook. That's uh, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Yes, that's correct. So we'll jump into that in a second here. We'll go into some of that uh, and uh, dabble with that. That's what we're going to do here. Okay, so uh, where are we? Let's see. Facebook Jones. We got the papers. We got the gimmick. We got the Furnum and the Burnham. And we're off. Okay, so. Here we go. Um, la la. What do we got here? Okay, Wes Gore, W E S G O R E. Wes Gore. What exactly does this magic tape I see everyone using these days do? To me, it looks daft and makes them look weak. D A F T. I don't know what that word is. It might be a typo. I think he means it looks stupid, basically. Um, it, yeah, well, it's not stupid. It's Kenso tape. It, it's a, uh, uh, I mean, Kenso, Kenso tape. It's basically, it, it does work. It helps, like, if someone's in, like, a, uh, has an injury and they're kind of rehabbing a thing, it basically, it, it helps, like, extend soft tissue manipulation and uh, helps body movement and range. And it's just, it's a healing tape. That's what it is. And it does work. I've never used it. I know a lot of people that totally believe believe in it big time. So it does it does work for sure. So uh, I know it might look crazy. I do think some of the talent is using it um, 
like to look cool I gotta be honest I, <laughs> I do I, I think some people I, I don't know if they really need it I think it's just to look cool And like wow What are all those guys Gonna shit on them I, I don't know I mean I'm, maybe I'm old school But dude, I didn't wear knee pads bro I, I just wanted to fucking Look like I was ready to fight You know And that was my gimmick So I didn't really Get into I didn't want shit on me Except some tape on my hands And my wrist And no knee pads Boots Singlet Fucking towel We're gonna knuckle up Let's fucking do our thing That was kind of my gimmick You know so But no it's It does work And it like I said It helps if someone's Recovering from an injury A lot of times You see it on shoulders I know my son You know he had A, a shoulder injury You know through lacrosse And he was He had it under his Shoulder pad Under his gear And he had to wear it But you know He's wearing it under his gear He's uh, an athlete You know so A little bit different deal Alright so um, As far as you know Wearing it With equipment over it But who else we got here We got um all right, Brian Thread. Who is your favorite sports broadcaster to listen to during the game? This could be NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, etc. All right, great question. I, you know, it changes over time for me. Years ago, I loved listening to. Uh, it's probably in WWE at this time. Joe Morgan. If you remember Joe Morgan, a great, great baseball player for the, the Big Red Machine, the Cincinnati Reds, great second baseman, amazing player, and I loved the way he did commentary. Uh, on Sunday Night Baseball He really explained the game Broke the game down to you And he was a big inspiration for me um, at the, As a color commentator uh, Even though if you listen to him do color On a baseball game And me do color on a wrestling match It sounds totally different But he, I really understood And listened to him closely How to bring people into your expertise His was baseball, mine was wrestling And at times, as you guys know I, When I was allowed and able to do that, I did it And I really tried to get into The analyzing of holds and moves And, and you know, someone Using their hips to explode Or someone, when they use a grip, different types of grip When you have a, a, a lock on someone A bar on someone, or a throw And I would get into the intricacies of that And now you hear some people do that A lot over the past few years And when I was doing commentary, not a lot of people were doing that. Hardly none of the commentators were doing that. I was breaking the shit down. Everybody was trying to be like Lawler and just crack jokes. You know, I, I was trying to, and I had fun, but I was trying to be an analyst. And and I, I got inspired by Joe Morgan. So, and I love your question. And now as of recent, um, I, I um, uh, as for NFL, Tony Romo, I mean, as far as color commentator, because he's a great hybrid of being insightful along with along with being uh very funny so i i really um uh i really enjoy his commentary uh obviously his you know his credibility as um you know as a uh as a former quarterback of the dallas cowboys and what he's done and stuff like that you know is you know you, you can't knock the guy's credibility um and he's funny and he's he's just got a great uh, a great delivery, a great rapport, big fan of his, uh, for sure. And um, um, as a Met fan, you know, I, and not just as a Met fan, but I really, I, I love, and I hate three-man boots, as you know, three-person boots. But the Mets have Gary, Keith, and Ron, and they are, you know, Ron Darling, Keith Hernandez, two great players in their time, but yet they don't step in each other. They, there's no egos. They work well together. They really do. Um, I, I, I just enjoy listening to them. I, I guess I have a dog in a fight because I am a Mets fan, but and Gary Cohen, Cohen, who just keeps it all together, uh, who and he don't take no shit from those guys in a funny way. It's great. Even if you're not a Met fan, I got to listen. If you're a baseball fan and you're familiar, you've heard, and you're not a Met fan, tweet me uh, at official Taz or on Instagram 
And tell me the truth. If you think, if you enjoy those guys, if you get a chance to hear them, even if you're not a Met fan, tell me. Because I think they're great. And and I love listening to them. So, and, I, and also in my other job, as a, besides podcasting here, you know, doing sports talk radio, national radio with Mark Malusas, Taz and the Moose, you know, I obviously have to watch a lot of sports. So, and I've always been a gigantic sports fan as a former athlete myself. So, you know, but those guys are great. So I don't know. I think I, I think I kind of gave you a pretty beefy answer there, homeboy. Uh, but thank you for the question, Brian. It was very good. Okay. La, 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 ba, 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 ba. Okay. Uh, PJ Gambino. Okay. He spells his name PJ, P E E, like P P P J, P J, J A Y, like P J, which is odd. Usually most men have a P and a J. They don't have it like, like people, like someone's like doing number one. You know, it's, you know, it's, that's kind of like, that's, I don't know, PJ, why it's like that for you. Why is it P E E J A Y and not just a P and the letter J, like a letter P and the letter J? Why? I don't understand that. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, I hear your name and I think, feel like I should take a water break, but I'm not going to. All right. So, <laughs> anyways, um, the fuck was your question? Oh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, the next, uh, is he the next NXT champion? You know, because of the unfortunate thing where, you know, Champa, uh, you know, is having uh, some, you know, serious neck surgery done. So, uh, hope he does well. Hope he recovers well from that. Sucks for this guy, Champa. He's in the middle of his prime right now and he's doing great as the NXT champion, getting pushed on Raw. Uh, just uh, you know, I mean, on the main roster, I should say not just Raw. Um, along with being the NXT champion, man, yo, I feel bad for the guy. I hope he gets well soon. And and I've been through it, man. Not the surgery, but the severe neck injuries. You guys know, uh, things are different now. It's a different time, and they they do that surgery now through the front of your neck. And I know Kurt Angle's had several of those, and a lot of guys and girls have. So it's it, you know, hopefully he recovers well from it, but. Uh, back to your question, PJ Gambino. Uh, I I love Adam Cole. I mean, he's been on my show. I, I love Adam. I think he's great. If they make him next NXT champion, I got no problem. No flags thrown for me. The fucking guy's legit as legit will be. Honestly, though, I don't think it's going to be Adam Cole. Um, I don't. I I think they got a couple of they got a lot of good options here, and this is what you know. This is what you know. Triple H and his team has done really well. Um, I I, I got to tell you, I, to me, the two front runners. Would be for this thing would would be Velveteen Dream. I know he's got the North American Championship. I don't care. I'd have him have both belts, and then eventually have him drop the North American. I mean, he's that good. Um, or Matt Riddle. I mean, and I know Matt Riddle's not there as long, but Matt knows what he's doing. Obviously, his credibility in MMA. Another guy who's been on the Taz show, by the way. Uh, Matt Riddle's been on the show when we're doing live video. So I don't know if we ever dropped that as a throwback snack. But if you guys want to any throwback snacks you guys want to see, feel free to tweet. You know, at at uh, at me, uh, and and we'll 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 get her done. You know, if you guys like, I know a lot of you guys like the throwback snacks. So, a lot of them you can't get like on iTunes anymore. So, or, or Apple Podcasts, I should say. So, but anyway, I think either Riddle or, or Velveteen Dream. I mean, if it's Cole, like I said, Adam Cole and Sweet, but I don't think it's going to be. I, I I I Matt Riddle, they, they love him. I mean, they, you could see that, and they love Dream too. But they they love Matt Riddle. I mean, he is. He's a big star, man. He he's the original bro and shit. That gimmick is great. He's real, man. He's credible, and they want real athletes. They want shooters, man. They're pushing shooters left and right. And homeboy's a shooter straight up, but he's great. He's an entertainer. He looks different. He works different. He acts different. He's loaded with charisma. Um, 
what, what do they have specials? They've been airing with him on well, the YouTube and then WWE Network and stuff like that. They had I can't remember the name of the thing that they had on the network a special on him already. So they're putting a rocket on Homeboy. So you know now could be the time. You know, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I haven't watched uh, NXT in a week. I think right. Yeah, I didn't watch last week. Um, but anyway, so maybe I missed something, but probably not because I'm a fucking genius. So I, I doubt I've missed anything. Let's be honest. We know this. We all know this. Yes. Okay. So uh, where else are we? Here we go. Okay. Where are we? Oh, why am I whispering? I don't know. Okay. We got. Um, whew, excuse me. Alcon Jerome Ho- House House House. In your opinion. Do you think the Lynch slash Rousey slash Flash story has gotten too convoluted? Becky wins the Rumble, then she's suspended, then she's back, now has to fight for her spot at Mania. Rousey leaves the title at Stephanie's feet, so she vacated it, uh, and he keeps on going here. Um, yeah, but then we realized, I mean, I mean, I guess I got to read the rest of my man's thing. Rousey leaves the title at Stephanie's feet, so she vacated it. And then uh, Becky slash Charlotte for the title at Fastlane. Then Rousey appears, and Steph gives her her title back, but changes the circumstances. And then Becky slash Charlotte match. My apologies for the long question, but that's how confusing this has gotten. And I'm anxious for your opinion on it. Well, thank you for the question, Alcorn. And I don't think you're as confused as you say, my friend, because you laid it out basically, right? <laughs> no, I, I get. I'm teasing you, but I get what you're saying. Um, a little convoluted, a little convoluted. I was a little surprised the way they lifted that 60 day suspension, the way Steph did it backstage. I was a little surprised at that. I thought they'd have, you know, it come from Mr. McMahon, but you know, it, the the big picture for me is, like I said earlier, uh, in the first uh, half of this podcast. With Becky, you know, her coming out, injured, banged up, taped up, wrapped up, and then this on top of it, where now she's got to fight back to get her spot back, earn her spot back. That's that's what you want to do with her. It makes her such the big, gigantic, immense baby face, huge baby face, because the machine, the establishment is making her just kill herself to get what she earned and she's scratching and clawing to get it done while telling everybody she's the fucking man and it don't matter what anybody says and she'll whoop your ass dude it's great i did this kinda in ecw as taz okay steve austin did this in wwe this works okay now um, I didn't do the beat up selling type thing Like where I was wrapped up with injuries and stuff like that I don't think Steve did that either We were both in our own world Just ass kickers that were against the machine um, Becky's that Along with being able to sell so well And that she's not a gigantic girl She's not little but she's not gigantic And you know it just really makes her That, that, that I said earlier in this podcast Like with her you know Limping, taped up, this and that, and but yeah, she's still. It's the Rocky fucking Balboa, dude. Rocky Balboa all the way. It's a layup with this girl. Um, she's she could pull this off, and she's pulling off. So, um, there you have it on that deal right there. Uh, what else we got? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, we uh, where's the other one they grabbed for me? Let me get this thing here. 
Uh, oh, wow. Some of the crossover gimmick. There's another tag team. I asked this tag team question before about the NWA. It must be double pack Jones here. That's interesting. Um, here's the other one right here. Okay. Uh, Thaz Babu. Bahub. Uh, Mr. Lusas. Uh, that's me. Can you explain to us the roles and the differences between an agent, a writer, and a producer? Those terms are often used when talking about those backstage. I'm waiting under the learning tree for your answer. Hashtag we over. Hashtag buy a hat. Yes. Wow. Old school Taz show fan right there. Um, Okay. What's the difference? Simple. Okay. So an agent's a producer. So what is that? It's basically an assistant coach backstage that the agent slash producer, now they call them producers, okay? The agent basically, um, okay, the, hold on, let, not to be confusing. Agent and producer is the same thing, an agent and a producer. The writer, completely different thing. I'll get into that in a second, okay? The agent and the producer, same thing, and what that is, it's 99.9999999, actually 100% of the time. It's an ex-wrestler, former wrestler, male or female, who is assigned um, one or two, maybe three matches to a big show or to a Raw or to a, you know. So that means they are the agent of that match. That means they have to deliver what the finish of the match is, like who the company says is up, you know, wins, who loses. And they're basically the liaison, the coach for that match. Okay, and they oversee the match. That's what that agent producer does. It's not an easy job. It's a job that carries a lot of responsibilities. Uh, not a fun job. Uh, at times, it can be frustrating because you know you want to go out there. If someone's doing something the wrong way, and you're the agent of it, it's frustrating. Just like a coach would get frustrating. That's a former player. The writer, different deal. Writer's obviously what it is. It's a writer. It's someone who's part of the creative team. That's a writer that. Is in charge of maybe writing a maybe writing a segment or something like that or a promo for a, a wrestler like one you know, so it's someone that's on the writing team. That's what a writer is. Usually not an ex wrestler. It could happen, but usually I think I was reading recently J- Jason Jordan's doing is part of that. Is giving some insight on Raw. So hey, you know it's cool. He's a young guy, but you know he ha- doesn't have a ton of match experience. But doesn't mean he's not creative and smart. Maybe maybe he's got a good feel for it. So maybe that's cool. Who knows? Maybe that's working cool. I should say. Um, so anyway, good question know there uh tazu babu uh i taza babu ah, man i know i messed his name up really bad really really bad um what else we got here we got this one josh tots simcock josh tots simcock oh. interesting okay yeah i remember your name sir i remember your name you have a name that's a tough name to forget especially the tots not the Simcock. All right. How do you book the NXT Championship picture with Champa uh, being out due to surgery, or who would you put in his place from the current NXT roster? Well, I kind of did this already, so I'm not going to get back into it. <laughs> so, this is a situation where this question should not have been pulled, Brian. Okay, because this question was kind of answered later. I know everyone wanted me here saying the name Josh Dot Simcock. But we got to back this thing up, and we shouldn't even put this question out there. Okay, so where are we? We are 
La la la. We're almost wrapping up here. Oh, Tamia Wu. I remember you. Yes. Yes. Great lady. Good moment. Good moment, Tamia. Um, how would you write slash book Oscar's character to make her title reign more special slash memorable? And she put, this is what makes Miss Wu so special. She put two heart emojis. Two heart emojis. That's not the cool part. That's easy. We know that. But she put a black heart and she put an orange heart. That is called money. That is special. Special note here. Special note that this is a special emoji. Very nicely done to me. Yes. Oscar, um, I, you know, for her, I got to be honest, like I would really I, look, she has the, she, she, I just feel I need to do a better job her. Okay. And I, um, I would go with her as what she really can pull off. She's just, that's a, she's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Okay, uh, you know this girl needs the title right now. She does. This is not a situation. You guys know that listen to me all the time that either the title makes the talent or the talent makes the title. This is a situation where the title has to make the talent. The talent's over, but this title can help her. I do think. They need to do some different things creatively with her. I would make her um, a killing machine that she is. I would make her more violent. I would. Uh, I would definitely put. Um, I would definitely put more of a, a violent feel on her um, because she could pull it off. You know, we've seen glimpses of this in her. This is not like breaking news with her. You can do this with her, but I'm just saying. Like, I really feel like they should go. A route with her, make her darker, you know, change her hair. She's got all those different colors in her hair. Make her hair jet black if she wants to do this. Have her wear all black. She usually wears like vibrant, crazy colors. I know that's who she is. I'd repackage her as the champion and make her darker, you know, black and like dark gray. Just have one bright color in there, like a bright yellow or something like that. I would, that's what I would do with her. I mean, and I would repackage her and give her a real violent feel. She can shoot, man. She can, she can go in the ring and shoot. So I'd have her do that. I'd have her take people down and hook people, have her snap somebody's arm, you know, like someone's out and has a broken arm. Have her like injure someone like that. Like have her be borderline, like, you know, like why, like crazy, like, you know, just wild, you know, like that, that's what I think you can and should do with her. Um, because she, Oscar has the skill set. She she really does have that skill set. So I mean, I don't know. To me, uh, she's she's just sitting ready to to really blow her up. I mean, and I understand she's the SmackDown Women's Champ. I got it. And, and but there, you know, there's just something. There's not enough being put into her right now. There's just not just not a. I don't know. For me, it's just it's not. It sounds like to me you agree. I mean. There needs to be more. I mean, you know, we saw her. Uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Naomi was working with. Um, was it? Uh, was it? Uh, what was it? Because well, that fast thing Oscar's work. I'm trying to remember now. And Mandy Rose was working with Smack on SmackDown, and then uh, with uh, Naomi, and then uh, what do you call it? Oscar comes out? I remember that right. Waste no time. She she dropped both uh, Rose and Deville, and then you know with the attack and stuff like that. I would. I still would. You know, you got to just, that's cool, but I just think more, more is needed from her. More is needed from her. Like really, you know, again, I think changing her look would be great. Um, I'm not even opposed to her losing the title 
and her going away for a little while where she do an angle where you see her walking away and she's she's a little bit confused why she lost and she's uh, very upset that she lost and like you know there's something like you could see she's not she's not like acting normal about it and then she's gone for a little while and then have her come back and change her look a little bit like i just said repackage her and have her you know Gun after whoever the champion is Or maybe you do the old the old school thing Of you know rematch clause that she never dialed in Now we know she's going to work at Fastlane Right against uh, the, the, the Mandy Rose So I mean Mandy They've been pushing here and there but I, I don't My professional opinion I don't think Mandy's The person you want to beat Oscar but you know Stranger things have happened um, We shall see um, But I do think that um, I do think that you gotta You know you gotta do something and repackage her Put somebody Put somebody with Oscar, you know. Give her a real mouthpiece, somebody that you know can pull it off. Someone that can sell Oscar, sell her, you know, as a violent killer. You know, someone that can do that verbally. That's what I think you need to do with her, and it helps give her a rub a little bit too. You know, someone with credibility. That's how I would do Oscar. I really would. Um, you know, uh, but, you know, great question to me as usual. You make, you know, always have great questions. Steve Atkins, uh, pros and cons to wrestlers who wear jeans, dress pants as their choice of ring attire. And which did you prefer? I preferred sweats and shorts. If I was doing a run-in, I wasn't wearing jeans 99.9% of the time or, or slacks, as the kids call them, uh, dress pants. No, I was wearing sweats or, or something like that. I need to be able to move. I don't want to have blowout at Yucca Flats where the ass blows right out. You know, you, you, you do a suplex and you're wearing like dress pants and then the ass just completely blows out of my pants. That's not a good look. So for the human suplex machine, you're the human ass man machine. So no, no, thank you. Um, that was my style. But a lot of these cats that are working in jeans in the ring, they, they're not really jeans. They, they're, I've seen this. They, it's like a like a lycra, like a spandex that looks just like jeans. I've seen a lot of wrestlers. You, it looks like jeans, and it's not. You know, it's crazy. Like the way it looks, it's no bullshit. So don't be fooled by that. So there you go. Don't be fooled by that, as they say. Jim Wells, um, how long does it take for the crews to set up and tear down? Oof. Good question. Hours, dude. They get there in the morning. They they usually show well, they show up, usually they do load in at night, usually the night before they load in. I think then they start working in the morning. Um, they usually get there the night before, load in, and they're usually done, I don't know, sometimes 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and then uh, like another crew will come in. That Some of those guys are mixed in there, guys and girls, and then they set everything up. It takes hours. I mean, usually I think they get there like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., something like that. And then to break everything down, the load out, it's, you know, a little quicker. But they're usually out of the building, like, around 3 a.m. after the show, you know, and on to the next town. Tough life. But all those in WWE, TNA, ECW, all the production people I've worked with that work on the crews. Because the wrestlers, you become friends with them because you see them all the time, you know. And, they, and they're, oh, I always, they're always fucking good guys, man. Everybody, I've, all the years, WWE guys, I've become friends. I became friends with a lot of them while I was there, you know, because you see them all the time. And always good dudes, always respectful of the boys and girls. You know, they just, they get it. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, what do you call it? Anyway, um, yeah, no, good questions to all you people. You know, really good questions. I mean, we got a load. It's just a loaded fucking damn. Come on. This is like, this is packed. This was a packed fucking Taz Hall. 
on that note i appreciate it listen you subscribe to the show if you're not subscribing you give me stars five stars on the gimmick you rate me you put me over you tell people about it you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash taz and you buy a shirt okay you buy a shirt that's what you do and that's how you get this free content because that's i'm good-hearted you be good-hearted don't be a cheap bastard subscribe to the show spread the word of the podcast tell people about it for fuck's sake all right listen i appreciate you listening to this and downloading it thank you so much i'm taz you're not adios and to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind.